Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, to fall in love with your Bible, and to find healing in the Word of God. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. A very happy, happy, happy new year to you. I cannot believe 2022 is here already. And I am looking forward to what God is going to do in your life and in mine in this year. I want to start off this year by declaring emphatically that Jesus still heals broken hearts. In my world personally right now, there's a lot of people who are dealing with broken hearts. And when I look out over the landscape of this world and what's going on globally, I know that there are people all around this planet that are dealing with heartbreak. And this episode has just been simmering away in my spirit for about three months, and I have felt very strongly to share this at the beginning of this year. I want to speak directly to the question that asks, does Jesus still heal broken hearts? And I want to speak directly to the lie that says that you are irreparably broken. Sometimes the enemy whispers that into our ear that we're beyond hope, we're too broken, but that is not true. There is no one that is too broken for Jesus. And I feel very strongly to declare the truth of Psalm 147.3. It says that he healeth the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. And no matter how it feels, that is still true. In Luke chapter 4, when Jesus steps into his earthly ministry, the very first scripture that he read is out of Isaiah 60. And there's a line in there. And it says, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And healing broken hearts is still part of the mission of Jesus. He doesn't just want to save us. Yes, that's the first part. But he wants to heal us. And he wants to restore the broken places of our lives. As we're all aware, life breaks our heart for a lot of reasons. We lose loved ones. Sometimes unexpectedly lose loved ones. We exit old seasons, we enter new seasons. Sometimes it's failure or our own sin that breaks our heart. Sickness, diagnosis, terminal illnesses, unanswered prayers, prodigal children, painful wait. Sometimes we feel like God has passed us by and we just think, where in the world are you, God? And he certainly hasn't. He's promised that he's with us always, but sometimes it feels like that maybe divorce, or maybe just watching others suffer. There's so, so many reasons that our hearts break. The list literally is endless. Again, sometimes it's just life because we live in this world where the fall and the curse and sin is still the paradigm. Death and decay and destruction are all around us. And sometimes we are brokenhearted from other people's decisions. It had nothing to do with us. And then there's other times where it's something that we've chosen and we've picked. And so again, there's just a whole lot of reasons that we can end up with heartbreak. And I wanna say that healing broken hearts is not something that we do. There is no person yet that has healed a broken heart. 
no psychologist, no psychiatrist, no doctor. Yes, they can help us. They can help walk us through difficult seasons, but only Jesus can get down into the deep places and do healing. Healing broken hearts is what he does. But when we have a broken heart, whatever the reason we have a broken heart, there are some things that we can do and some things that we can remember. And I just want to give you five quick points today. First of all, we can create an environment for healing. When we've been hurt by others, when we've been hurt by life, or if we've been hurt by ourselves, Bible reading and prayer are the primary way that those wounds are going to be kept clean. I know that that's a bold statement, but when people are injured, when somebody has deep wounds, maybe deep burns, they are placed in a sterile environment. And Bible reading and prayer are the way that we access the presence of God, the Word of God. That is a sterile environment. And when you daily drag all your pieces and your parts and your desperately broken heart into the presence of God, that's a sterile environment. It helps keep the wounding and all the brokenness clean. It disinfects all the deep wounds in our hearts. And so again, I know that's a bold statement, but I believe that so, so, so strongly. We are healed by the word of God and by the presence of God. And so we get to pick a sterile environment, create an environment for healing. Forgiveness is a huge part of that. Number two, we must remember that he's a God of process. And I'm not saying it's impossible for God to heal a broken heart in a split second. He's God. He can do anything. But often I've seen in my own life and in others' lives that he's a God of process. And I see this in his word as well. He works incrementally. He works methodically. And and he works slowly a lot of times in the deep places of our hearts and our lives. We can choose to be broken the right way. There is a wrong way to be broken, and that's to fight the process, to refuse to forgive, to take matters into our own hands. We can become hard-hearted or bitter. We can question the goodness of God, and those are all the wrong ways to be broken. But the right way to be broken is to accept, to trust, to release the past, to show mercy if it's applicable, to forgive if it's applicable, to repent if it's applicable, and really to humbly cling to Jesus. We can choose to remain tender It is absolutely a choice whether we become hard-hearted in our heartbreak or whether we become more tender through our heartbreak. It's not easy to trust God when you're hurting, but it's going to make all the difference. And again, we can choose to be broken the right way. Number four, when we have heartbreak in our lives, we can remember that Jesus is close. Psalms 34 tells us that the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart or close to them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. When we have nowhere else to go, Jesus is close and he is so especially close in seasons of heartbreak. And last, number five, Psalm 51 tells us that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. God sees your broken heart as a sacrifice, and your broken heart is something that you can give back to him. It's material for an offering. And if you have a broken heart, your heart is not always going to be broken. Jesus still heals 
the raw edges of current wounds and he still heals the heartbreak of old wounds, the heartache of old wounds. He's still the great physician who heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. He's still a God who restores. He's still a God who takes pieces and parts and crafts them into something beautiful, something that we really could not even imagine. For today's unedited entry, I'm going to share something called How to Fix a Broken Record. How to Fix a Broken Record. Sometimes I have thoughts or multiple thoughts that I'm not sure where to start with. This is one of them. How to Fix a Broken Record. The other day I was driving and thinking, why did I respond like that again? What triggers that particular response? It's like a broken record. It's as if there's a deep scratch and there's a response that's on repeat. Growing up, we had plenty of vinyl records and I can still remember some of the songs where there was a scratch and the record would get stuck on repeat. In particular, a Carmen song comes to mind. Lazarus Come Forth got stuck and would say, but gee so much, but gee so much, but gee so much until you went and moved the needle. Sometimes life feels like that. The same response over and over, the same issue over and over, the same prayers on repeat, the same flaw, the same scratch rearing its ugly head. It's as if there's a deep scratch that triggers some long-believed lie that triggers that response again. Why am I mad again? Why am I sad again? Why am I blank again? I sound like a broken record. The following morning, these thoughts were still in my mind, so I googled how to fix a broken record and was comforted as I read these lines. Repairing a deep scratch on a vinyl record will ensure the record will play over the scratch and continue without skipping. The repair requires enormous patience and should be done when you can devote plenty of time. Wow, this immediately reminded me of the patience and long-suffering of God and in turn of Jeremiah 18. God speaks to Jeremiah and says, Arise and go to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something on the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. A vessel on a potter's wheel marred, a record on a turntable scratched, both with a flaw, both broken, both unable to fix themselves. How do you fix a broken record? You don't. I think the answers to this question lie in these few verses in Jeremiah. Number one, you can't fix yourself. I can't fix myself. A record or a vessel both require someone else to make the repairs. Two, surrender to the process. Recognize the flaw, the scratch, the marring, and then surrender it to the only one who has the ability to correct a deep gouge. Three, stick with the process. Stay on the wheel. Remain in the potter's hands. His hands are gentle and patient and he is willing to devote enormous amounts of time to the repairs required in your soul. I have literally been shocked at all the years he's been willing to invest in repairing and reworking the depths of my soul. 
He is enormously patient. Stay in his hands. Don't try to circumnavigate the process. Even when it feels like it's taking a very long time and the motion of the wheel leaves you reeling and disoriented, stay still. Some miracles, most miracles, require active participation and obedient action. But then there are other miracles, other healings that simply require surrender and cooperation. Some deep soul wounds that produce broken record responses don't require collaboration, but simply cooperation. They require the stillness and patience of the one needing the repair. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter? Can you recognize that I alone can remake with no marring? Can you simply surrender and remain faithful to the process? Can you be patient while I perform what I have planned? Job 23.14 says, For he performs that thing which is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. He has a plan appointed for those who will yield. Stay still. Stay surrendered. Stick with the process. He will fix the broken record. Maybe you feel you have some deep, irreparable, or irreparable scratch or flaw that you just can't seem to get past, but I declare to you today that you will get past it. God will heal your broken heart, and remember that we have the ability to create an environment for healing by staying on our knees, by staying in his word, by choosing to forgive. Remember that he's a God who works in processes Choose to be broken the right way. And remember that he's close to the brokenhearted and that your broken heart is an offering to give back to him. There's a quote from Ernest Hemingway, and he said, The world breaks everyone, and afterward many are strong at the broken places. You're going to heal, and you're going to be strong at your broken places. He heals the broken in heart. He said it, not me. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday and happy 2022.